0: This month, um, are you? Are I,
1: I want to take a sip of my fake keto-friendly hot chocolate with keto-friendly marshmallows
0: mm-hmm. in it, yes. aka water.
1: Yeah, pretty much water, but I, I like it anyways. Yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Word with Jeff for Robin Pruitt. Glad you're watching us today. We have a great little word for you today.
0: I think I, I'm. Ex- I, you know what? I I was a little nervous when we were talking about doing podcasts and stuff like that because. Um, you know, at first I thought, you know, will I have anything to say? And then I thought, oh, then you have too much. To say. I have too much. Well, that's the other thought. I thought, how are we going to work together? Because we both I like to how, talk. I'd say how.
1: I know, but the thing is, is I have been very good. Uh, I watch Jesse and Kathy almost. We both of us do on Sunday mornings. That's kind of our routine. We love to watch. They make us happy, so we watch them in the mornings. And I, I watch how Jesse jumps in all the time, or he he's constantly he's constantly um, breaking into her conversation. Uh, and uh, I thought, well, I don't want to be that guy, and I kind of am that guy. So I kind of I'm going. And we love Jesse. We love Jesse. But I I was thinking, man, I I, I want to make sure that you get out your your words because it can be a little bit mis- Combobulated, yeah. if not. And the truth is, um, if I'm being totally honest, um, it takes me um, um, just hours to prepare for this. It takes you a couple of days, you know, um, um, several hours each day to put something together.
0: That's because I pray, I seek and God, I really put
1: amateur. That's what it's called, <laughs> not no, as kidding.
0: Now, I really like to when and what because what I find when I study for this for this podcast, um, and I know that you know we we have so much time, and I know we both. want to talk and we've got some things that we want to share. So I know that there's a limited amount of time. So I don't need, you know, like a whole entire message to put together. But what I find is that as I begin to study, I start going oh, that's, that's good for this. <clears throat> yeah. So then I study in this direction. And then um, I'm like, oh, that's great for another message. And then so I write notes for that. So I tend to rabbit hole constantly when I'm
1: studying. Well, you do a good job. Appreciate you being here. And we. W- I wanted to do this with you. I didn't want this to be my thing. I wanted it to be our thing. And so yes, it's I'm, just, fun. I'm grateful to God. The people of God believed in it enough to pay for everything. And so um, thank you, Jesus, for that. Let me ask you a question. Are you um, are you ready for Christmas? Are you, are you shopping done? What's up?
0: Um, actually, actually all my shopping is done. This mm-hmm. year, I, and I think we talked about this last week. Um, this year, I just said, you know what? We're not going big for Christmas. I want it to be more of just us just getting together, you know, maybe doing some more games sure. and just having some fun. And a lot of times we always go to the movies on Christmas and stuff like that. So I said, you know, why, why stress out and put out money and we're just going to have a, a simple Christmas. So I so, which makes shopping us. better.
1: If you keep reminding us and the kids, remember, it's just going to be a simple
0: Christmas. Mm-hmm. I ain't spending no money. <laughs> That's why when they walk in, I don't want people to be like, where's the price? I,
1: I feel like I'm probably the hardest person in the family to buy for just because I don't know really what not, I'm not. Not only are
0: you hard to buy for, but your birthday is December 21st. So yeah. it's like, all right, so... You know you don't and and i always feel bad for people who have birthdays you know so close to christmas um i have a friend who's actually his birthday's on christmas so i'm like you never really get the birthday present mm-hmm. and the christmas present sometimes we think of stuff for you and we go oh that would be great maybe it's a bigger gift and so do we combine it and then you just get just one gift and, and i don't even so care i never i never
1: from. care about that kind of stuff when i was a kid i cared about it but the you say, gave-
0: wait a second you say you don't care but then when you go to unwrap gift. then you're kind of like hmm. yeah. If it's, if
1: it's a bad gift, I don't like that. Uh, if you're gonna do it, do it big, do it right. No, <laughs> just no, no, no that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I think you know my heart. My heart is. I'm just glad my family's together. I'm glad everybody gets a chance to be together. And really, that's my that's my that's my greatest gift. Yeah. You know, having my but family. We've, and me.
0: we've been we've been eating very healthy and being very conscious. Yes. but and I we will say- we will
1: do in Christmas. No, I'm gonna do it during Christmas as well. Right, because we're stopping. gonna
0: we're gonna tweak some things. Yeah. But there are some traditions that you just have to, uh, we talked about this for Thanksgiving, there's certain things you have to eat for Thanksgiving. There's certain things that we just want to eat for Christmas. And go ahead and write down below. Hey, like and share this right now. Get it out of the way. Like and share. And um, but comment down below. Is there something that you always make for Christmas? And you know, it's, it's basically become a tradition that you eat this for christmas and And if you have something
1: healthy that you do make sure you put those in the comments and give me the recipe recipe as well
0: so what i decided to do i've already already planned it because there's some traditional things that we always make for christmas and i don't want to i don't want to change certain traditions Mm -hmm. but what i'm going to do is um you know instead of keeping it in the house for days after christmas we get rid of it Christmas night and that way it's not in the house so we might have a little bit of fun for Christmas and then it's all gone and then we'll
1: We'll be coming. well it's we're blessed praise God we pray we are praying that you are blessed this year as well all right so today we wanted to talk what well, we agreed upon a certain subject that we want to talk about especially during the Christmas holidays is putting God first right a lot of times I think we think we're putting God first but we really don't put God first and that goes for each and every single one of us um no doubt about that um and so I, I just I felt like I, I want to say this to start with if you put God first you will never come in second that's good God will always put you first if you put God first he'll always put you first night. I was reminiscing about uh, you and I, in the early years of our walk with god and, and we, were li- we lived in Rockford in a um, a little house that we had bought we, we, we owned it and in uh, and my, my my mom dad started a church in beloit, which was about twenty twenty five minutes north of us, um, we were making that trek back and forth, and then we made a decision that we were going to move up there to be a right. part of the church you know completely totally we also knew at some point we going to be going full time there um, as um, as ministers and so we sold our house in Rockford we made ten thousand thousand dollars now that's you know for a young couple and I was twenty one years of age, twenty two years of age, maybe somewhere yeah about twenty one years of age. Um, we sold we sold that house uh, back then. That'd be about twenty twenty thousand, twenty two thousand dollars worth of you know what it would be today in today's world. And so uh, we what we did was uh, we made a decision that everything we we were going to do we we're going to put God first. We prayed, we asked God what we should do with the money. Now, my thought was buy another house. You know, we're going to buy another house because that's what we were planning on doing because we, we had to move. But um, I asked the Lord, my dad at the time was raising money for chairs for the brand new sanctuary we just built. And I talked to you and he said, yes, let's do it. And we sold the whole amount to buy those chairs. I think it was the what he needed. I can't remember, but I think it's what he needed that was left to buy those chairs. Chairs are very expensive. And so we sewed into those chairs, and we—I'll um, uh, never forget that. And you know what the truth is? Putting God first, He never forgot that as well. In four years' time, honey, you can tell him the story too. Four years' time, we—we uh, we are a full-time ministry. Full time ministry. We are driving a brand new uh, automobile and we are living in a brand spanking new house. No one lived in before we owned it. Right. God did that in four years' time. I mean, I, I, I taught on Sunday seed time harvest. You got to go through the process and you got to go through time, but He will bless you if you put Him first.
0: Right. And at the time, we thought, you know, it was a $10,000 seed. Yeah. And that was everything to us. We were a young couple mm-hmm. and, you know, um, just Nick at the time.
1: No, yeah we had, yeah done look. Nick was born was Nick. we moved to ninety one from rockford oh, that's he, was, right. he was already born, yep,
0: so we had a one year old baby so ten thousand dollars was big you yes, know money for us and but what we um What with the the harvest that was reaped out of ten thousand dollars was this brand new car. It was a brand new home. We got to go in. They had just put the walls up, so we actually got to go in and pick out flooring and cabinetry and all that kind of stuff. And it was a, I mean, such a miracle of how it happened. So God. You know, putting God him first. never saw, uh, never um, forgot that seed. He that never forgot in. it, and
1: I think that seed still lives today, honey. Yeah. Matter of fact, we pastored the church there in um, Beloit for a decade, and I remember God saying to me, "Thank you for sowing the seed." Mm-hmm. The seed even caused us to reap the harvest of actually becoming the senior pastors of that church for a decade. So I, I think that thing still lives and abides, and, and continues to bring forth much fruit. You know, fruit comes out of a seed, and that seed continues to bear fruit. That tree is now established, and it continues to bear fruit in our. So when 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 putting God first, I always think, and I know I know you want to jump in because we we never planned this, guys. We just talked about the subject we want to talk about. I don't know what she's going to say yet. But when I think about putting God first, I think of Jacob, and and how Jacob uh, Jacob's mother Rebecca became pregnant with twins, Jacob and Esau. And the Bible says that when Esau um, when Esau started coming out of the of the birth canal, the Bible says that the other one, which was Jacob, grabbed the heel of esau to pull him back he didn't want him to go first jacob wanted to be first and and the first 70 years of jacob's life was consumed with himself always thinking about himself he was depressed he was discouraged he always was in competition with his brother uh he felt his father didn't love him enough he was miserable all those things when you put yourself first it's always what about me what about me what about me and and i was thinking about this and this happened many years ago because i think about the you know the what about me monsters you know the people that come into your life and make it about themselves i've been told i've done that a few times in my life to other people i hope i i hope i'm learning my lesson but <laughs> there was a time i was sitting with a well-known minister and we were in the mall together and we we're having a cup of coffee in the middle of the of the of the, of the lobby area and uh and he's going on talking about his ministry and what he's doing and these big big things and he's and he's blowing me away with what god's how god's using him and all this stuff and he's i'll be honest with you he was bragging on himself for a good 15 20 minutes right finally i'm just listening i'm going uh-huh I'm, i've already drank my coffee he's still got all his whole cu- cup of coffee yet to get to drink as he'd been talking the whole time he takes a sip he goes hey enough of me talking about myself what do you think about me i'm like are you Kidding me. I said, well, you could listen better. <laughs> I actually said that. And he kind of laughs. Goes, you know, you're probably right. And then we went on talking some more about his ministry. So I, I thought about, you know, that's the guy. He's always got to be the one upper. You know, you ever, you ever meet someone who's the one upper yeah. that always? I say they get a Christmas gift, and they go, oh, and they tell you how great it is, and then they go, and then they go, let me tell you about my gift, the step up, you know, going right to the next level. Anyways, I, I don't want to occupy the whole time, but I'm just saying, I, cool. I think of that the me monsters and Jacob literally. Um, Jacob had the exact same scenario in his life as well.
0: Right. Well, you know, we can get so consumed with 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 ourselves, with life, with activities, because you know, activity um, it doesn't activity doesn't necessarily mean productivity. Mm-hmm. And so, when we get so consumed with me, my life, what I'm doing, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, you create. And an atmosphere. And I, I wanna give a little scenario about it. But first I wanna I wanna give the scripture, Psalms ninety, verse twelve says this. Help us when I read this the other day, I was like, Oh man, you talk about putting things in perspective. It says, help us to remember that our days are numbered. Mm. Cause sometimes we get so consumed with just, you know, my life today, what I want, what I wanna do, how I want things done. And when we stop to remember that our days are numbered and that we were put on this earth by almighty God to fulfill the purpose that he birthed us to do. So when you remember, my days are numbered. Wait a second. Why am I consumed with all this little stuff? Why am I consumed with toys and, you know, things and prestige and all these kind of other things? And it go, the verse goes on to say and help us to interpret our lives correctly. Set your wisdom deeply in our hearts so that we may accept your correction. We can't get so busy with life and we can't get so busy. You know, um, uh, I love to decorate. I love to, you know, look at, you know, watch shows of redecorating stuff. But you never see a show where they move the furniture in before the walls are put up before Mm -hmm. the foundation's laid, before the roof is on. There has to be order. There has to be priorities. And when we talk about seeking God first, there's things in our life that we have to prioritize, Mm -hmm. and there's things in our life that we have to set in order, and there's things in our life that we have to see. God, I have to look at my life correctly, and I have to remember my days are numbered. So, Lord, what is it? I have to seek you from my days. I have to seek you. What do you want me to do in this short span of time that I have on this earth?
1: Well, I think the truth of the matter is is Christmas can can be kind of um, you know all about Ourselves, what we want, what we, we, we put certain expectations on people of uh, what we would like for them to give us or the family member that, you know, we think should come to us first and say, Merry Christmas, or I love you or give you a hug first, all these different things. And so sometimes we got people who, who just make it about themselves, you know, the, and, and I, I even see people online saying things like it's my time or I deserve this. This is my moment, you know, um, my time to shine. Uh, I'm taking a much deserved vacation. I'm thinking, just take the vacation. Amen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, we already know as much deserved, but they feel like they have to say that because yeah. um you know that there's a song by the beatles i, I watch in a little documentary on disney about them and and um, um and i've never been a big fan of them at all but um i know that what they've you know contributed to music be it bad or good um but there's a song that george harrison wrote was called um i me mine which is all about all about the fact that you know you're making life about yourself, mm-hmm. and I think that's true even of Christians that love God and serve God. Are, are we really putting Him first and His perspective and His His ways, or is it all I, me, mine? What well, I want.
0: You hear all the time, like, you know what? I'm just so busy. You know, how am I even going to spend? You know, you want me to spend 30 minutes in my word and in prayer. And I, you know, I just don't have that kind of time during the day. But we always have time for that little binging on Netflix. You yeah, know yeah. well i don't have I can't financially give my tithe and my offering right now, but isn't it amazing when we can always afford that fifteen hundred cell phone
1: yeah
0: or that you know man this week has just been so we deserve it right yeah. man this week has just been so busy I'm just so tired I'm exhausted I can't get up on a Sunday to go to church, but on that same Sunday your friend calls and says, hey let's meet up at Starbucks for some coffee and you're jumping out of out of bed it's, it's all because we get this mentality, as you're saying, of that me, the my, the you know, I've got to take care of me, and I've got to do I've this got for to me. Put
1: myself in a certain position. I've got to be able to be seen by those who have the power to bless me or promote me or whatever. So I got to put myself in, I got to shove somebody else out of the way so I can be first in line. Right. It's um, human first nature. First in traffic. First. In, you know, it, it really is human nature. And I, I, I'll be honest. I'll be the first one to say I fought, uh, have fought that too in my life. I want to be the first in line i want to be the first one to do this or that or whatever um but it's called striving and striving is a, is really striving is a sin the bible talk about striving being a sin to put yourself first it's called you know striving and and when you start doing that you're saying i believe in my own tactics my own abilities my own um um uh, giftings to get where i want to go and i'm not really relying upon god you know the word of god is so so true and so powerful it says to trust the lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your paths so there has to be a trust but that trust comes through an acknowledgement i want to acknowledge god in every situation in my life. every time I've, I've put god first in my life that's when i win the battles that's or the battle's just over i mean you finally think to me winning is just the battle being over, mm-hmm. and and then of course the spoils come with with what you've you've achieved but the fact of the matter is is that a lot of times when we're striving we're saying god we don't need you you right. know and we're putting ourselves first rather right. than god
0: well uh, proverbs 16 3 says before you do anything put your trust totally in god and not in yourself then every plan you make will succeed that's good and this you know it the speaker got up i read the story the speaker got up in front of People and he had a big glass jar, and in this jar, he had three big rocks Mm. in it. So he asked the people, as he, because he was teaching on lessons on productivity, and he said, Is this jar full? And everybody said, Yeah, because the rocks, you know, were all the way to the top of this jar. And so then he takes this jar and he takes a bunch of gravel and he began to pour the gravel into the jar. And the gravel began to make its way around the rocks and began to settle in and around it. And then he picked up some sand and he poured the sand in and the sand went around the rocks and it went around the gravel and it filled in all the empty spaces. Mm -hmm. And he did that till it was filled all the way to the top. And what he began to talk about was the fact that if he would have put the gravel and the sand in first, there would have been no room to put the big rocks That's in. That's
1: good.
0: And in so many things in our life, we're so consumed with the small things, and we're so consumed with getting those things. Well, I've got to have my time, my, that yep. me time. I, I need to spend money to buy this, and I need this over here, and I, you know, I've got to um, you know, take it easy, and all these kind of things. We get so focused on ourselves that we are filling up our container of life with all the small stuff. And then what happens is we have no room for the big stuff. We have no room for God. We have, you know, the the Bible even calls him our rock. Mm -hmm. We have no place in our jar, in our vessel, in our lives for the big stuff. But if you put the big stuff in first, if you seek God first, if you make him the first thing that you put and it's not seeking God First is not a number system. It's not a checklist. It's seeking God first in your relationship. Seek God first in your family. Seek God first in your job. Seek God first in your health. Seek God first in in every area of your life. When you're doing that, you are putting the rock in. And then all the little stuff. The Word of God talks that when we put God first, all the little things in life, it's already going to be taken care of. All the sand and all the gravel, all those things will fill the empty places of our life by putting god first
1: come on girl you preaching now yeah <laughs> you're preaching good so i i wrote this down too because it correlates with what you're saying um and that is that you know when you when you start when you start putting you first rather than god okay we, we're making that very clear today the distinction and then and then what happens is you start striving with with your with what happens is
0: Because it's not fulfilling.
1: It's not fulfilling. And you're really striving against yourself. You think everything else is the enemy, but the truth is you're becoming your worst enemy. And I think there's people get the analogy of it's not the enemy out here. It's the enemy enemy in me. And so now I'm struggling with all that. And it's exhausting fighting yourself, these mind battles, you know, of, of you know, if you would have been there uh, and did this, this would have happened. You know, you're not good enough. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're this, you're that. This internal dialogue that's going on. And we think we're fighting because others are holding us back too. We think, well, if my parents would have just set me up better if, if i if i wouldn't have had that that child abuse if i wouldn't have had that um you know in 2008 when the when the economy went flat and i lost everything i would be so much further along now. i'd have all these things in place and and pastors fight this battle as well uh they think it's their, they start fighting with their people they think their people's the problem and the truth is the buck stops with leadership and we don't want to think that way but we're striving and we're now we're getting that place of we're fighting for ourselves and finding that that what well, they call it self um, um, what's it called. Uh, self-preservation. Yeah. You get in the place of self-preservation, and it's exhausting. We think people are fighting us, but but it's not people because the Word says, for the believer says this, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. You're already a victor. No man shall stand before you all the days of your life. The Bible also says if God before you who can be against you? The Bible also says you wrestle not against flesh and blood. No, it's not people holding you back. It becomes you. The striving. I want to be first. I want to be heard. I deserve this. I deserve that. Your desire to put you first rather than putting God's promises first will keep you and literally hold you back from God's best. Right,
0: right. It that's, will. That's good. And it's true. You know, I'm preaching pretty good too. You are. I am. Matthew 6, So above all constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, then all like these that. less important things will be right. given to you abundantly. Right. You're striving to get those less important things. And God says, if you just put me first, you'll have it. Mm-hmm. And not only have it, you'll have it abundantly. So when we learn not to strive for ourselves, not to fight for ourselves and fight for our position and fight for all these things, mm-hmm. and, and it, which is a losing battle. But putting God first constantly, God says all those other things, it's going to be taken care of. You know, I was just thinking this the other day because I I saw online a friend of mine who uh, goes to the church that I grew up in, Mm. and they always had on the back wall, so when you're sitting in the congregation looking up, they always had the scripture verse Hebrews. Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Yep. Hebrews 13.8. Yep. Jesus Christ. The same, same yesterday, yesterday today, today, and forever. And, forever. Yep. and I grew up with that scripture verse, you know, just plastered every time I walked into church and I saw that. But I was thinking that it is so, you know, important today, that scripture verse, you know, more than any other time I think in my life. Because when we're in a place right now of, you know, cancel culture, and the busyness of life, and everybody's got opinions, and everybody's got mindsets, and ever, all these things are constantly changing and constantly going in so many di- different directions. If we go back to the simple <clears throat> verse, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His promises yes. are yes and amen. So why are we trying in a culture that's changing, and in and, and a government that's changing, and all these things that are changing around us, we can go back to the, to the constant of our life, and that is Jesus Christ. And when we seek Him... And we seek um, that relationship with him, then all those things, we don't have to try. It's like, you know, trying to hold on to water that's being poured into your hand. But with God, God says, All right, now here, I'm going to hold this for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bless you with this. And I'm going to give you abundantly above what you could think, you know, imagine what you pray for. That's the God when we seek. That's what he does in Read that life. again.
1: Read the Passion Translation of Matthew 6.33. 633 says, so, so above, above all, all,
0: constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. That's his
1: way of doing and being right. Righteousness is a system by which God is right. And so we seek his way of being right. Go ahead.
0: That's perfect. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly.
1: But they'll be given. Now, but what, what God considers less important are our needs, right? In other words, God's saying, look, I'm first. If you put me first, every need you have will be given to you and be supplied. The Bible says that he will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So God has an abundant plethora a plethora of ways, ways of getting you out of trouble and he's got abundant supply to, to fund you or to take care of you whether it be health or your finances or whatever so um but but he he wants to be sought first doesn't he deserve that is he not creator of heaven and earth did he not create you and even formed you in your mother's womb according to jeremiah chapter one yes of course he did therefore he deserves the glory it's the law of first things out your 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 adoration goes back to the first Right, so my children give me a certain amount of respect because I'm their father. It goes back to me; I give a certain amount of respect to my father. It goes on and on and on because it, we come from. Mm-hmm. And so, when we seek first, man, it changes the whole game. Everything right. begins to change.
0: A lot. I think a God lot supplies. of people have come to the place where they use God as their backup plan. It's like, well, okay, so I tried all these other things and it didn't work, so now. Yeah. I'm going to bring it to God. Yeah. And God's not our backup plan. God is the one that we are to seek constantly. Mm. Um, you know, and we have to be intentional with that because there's so many things that are fighting for first place in our in our lives. And, you know, even things that we, you know, I you know, I think about this cuz this happens to me like, you know, if you leave dirty dishes in the sink the night, you know, night before, for some reason it it doesn't bother me, if it's there, I mean, I, it's in a way it does, but it's like, all right, I'll just do that tomorrow. And it, so I can go to bed, I can right. sleep well, and it could be in the sink. But the next morning when I have to get into my word and I've got to get into prayer and you know spend time with the Lord, I'm like, oh, the dishes, I got it. I mean, I got to do the dishes. They're in the sink, they're dirty. I need to do it. So things fight continually for first place. In our life. So we've got to be intentional with what we put first in our life. And let me just let me just give you, you know, because sometimes we go, well, you know, of course I, I'm a Christian. I put God
1: first. Can I say one thing before yeah. I think you make a great point? I just felt this by the Spirit of God. This is a, I never I heard the Lord say this before, but to me, by putting him first doesn't mean you're going to be put in last place. And when, and when you put other people in first place to be a blessing to them, for instance, if you want to uh, honor somebody or whatever and you put them first, um, doesn't mean you have to receive being last It's The Bible says the last shall be first and the first shall be last. There is a payback reciprocity that happens that when we give towards something or somebody, the entity being God, being your husband, your wife, your children, whatever, your church, your pastor, whatever it's going to be, then he says, because you put yourself last— I'm going to make you first. I guess what I feel the Holy Spirit saying is don't get a, a conscious mindset that you always have to be this little mouse mm. and be so small that you're not important. You are important. If you're being beaten by a husband, you do not have to put up with that. If you're being verbalized and put down by somebody, you don't have to put up with that either. Yes, you turn the cheek, but then, you know, I always say it this way, once you've turned the cheek, you've run out of cheeks. You know what I mean? It's like, now what? Well, you I, I believe you still stand up for yourself. You don't have to be last place it's that we're talking about this idea that god puts in his word of making sure that he's first Ho- hopefully that makes sense no, not, no not, not not that somebody else should rule over you but only god and god alone because god is always absolutely ultimately good right So every plan that god has for you is good I, he takes care of his children
0: right when we talk about seeking god first it's a heart to me, seeking God first is it's a it's a relationship that an intimate relationship with God. It's me and him. So when it's me and him and I put him first over me, then all those other things will get worked out. And you, yeah, and, and putting God first gives you wisdom to yes. know am I in an abusive situation? Am I doing this wrong? Is is some somebody taking advantage of me? So all those things come. Out of wisdom, and, because you've spent time. And if with you God. do
1: that, baby, I'm going to tell you something. God will bless you abundantly. I'm all about this right now. I'm telling you this by the Spirit of God. We have to be prepared to be blessed, but there are requirements. Now, I preached on Sunday. God can't give you what you're unprepared to, or unwilling to be prepared for. And one of those things is putting God first. In other words, get rid of the selfishness, the selfish ambitions, the selfish missions, the selfish whatever's, and begin to say, God, whatever you want is what I'm going to do. Do, and he will be blessing. You know when when this. I mean, not, not too far off track here, but because uh, I want to hear what you have to say. But I, I this just comes to mind when we when when we knew we were called to come to Milwaukee full time. We we had been here. We, and then we took the church in, in Beloit. This is back in in, in 2000, 2001 and then we moved to Janesville because at the time Janesville Beloit area because it was the bigger church. Then our church continued to grow here. Then we, we were able to purchase, while well, we we're pastoring down there, uh, the church was able to purchase their own building here, which is the one we're sitting in right now 4901 South Howell Avenue, which was a sixplex. Uh, cinema and we purchased it i mean god blessed it i mean we got this thing for literally a steal and he gave me the revelation from the word of how to do all that and it worked um and then we fast forward and then 10 years later we knew it was time to give our church over to our associate pastors at the time and and that's been a tremendous uh, transfer of uh, authority to them and then uh we were we had to move here and we couldn't wait to get here uh, but the economy was was rough at the time. It was really rough. And our house was worth a lot of money. Would have set us up really nice. Was not worth that kind of money anymore. And so we wrestled. I said, Lord, I, I want, I, I, need to know what to do here because they're going to take 6%. The realtor is going to take 6 And I need every dime I can get my hand on. And, and I kept feeling that everything was going to be okay. I did not know that for a year before that we moved, there was a couple... And their little family, and they drove by with a little minivan a couple times a week, and they knew we were moving at some point, and so they they claimed our house, and said, "Father," and they begin to pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, if it be Your will, we want this house, we want to have, we want to buy this house. So they kept waiting for it to go up on market. We didn't put it on market. They knew we were going to move at some point because they were part of the church. And, and how they even got our address. I don't even know how that worked out. But anyways, um, and so we, um, uh, we just decided we weren't going to put it on the market. We are going to just trust God, and, and God would send us the, the sellers, or the buyers, rather. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, um, I forget how it worked out but we got a phone call and said when are you going to sell this house? and it was from this guy and I said well we're, we're thinking about it pretty soon why? well we've been claiming that house can we talk and we talked it through we worked out a deal and it was a way for us to be able to get the best amount of money we could for the house that we needed for the house to move but at the same point it worked out a deal for them that they could move in without going through a conventional way of doing it and um, it's a long story why, why that's was true but it, it worked out perfectly and then at the end of the deal they were having a hard time because it was a economy was soft um come up with i think the, the rest fifteen thousand dollars that they owed on the house and and the lord spoke to me one day one day in prayer and said just give it to him just just let it go let it go you're like no <laughs> we've let too much go already but you're always one, one that always say don't be quiet. You can jump anytime you want to, but you're always one to say, well, let's just do what God says to do. And we did that. I'm gonna tell you something, guys. Don't be jealous. We live a night we live in a nice place. We, we've lived in three different places since we've been here in 2013, and we've not owned anything yet, by the way. We don't own anything yet. We're, we're going to do that at some point. We still feel led to do it, but all three places have been incredible, incredible for our family, incredible for the experience that we've had, and just beautiful places to live in some nice areas of town. Thank God I don't got to wake up in the morning with my gun drawn and wonder how I'm going to get to the driveway. You know what I mean? I thank God for that. And so that's not other than anything that them other than putting God first. He has blessed us as a result of it.
0: That's right. Cause he, he takes care of all those things. And, you know, one of the ways that you can tell if you put God first, because, you know, we could go, well, you know, I go to church, you know, and I'm a Christian. So yes, I put God first. But one of the ways you can tell if you put God first is how you do about worry because, um, you know, or how you respond to things that can cause worry. Matthew six twenty five. therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is life not more than food in the body, more than clothes? Mm. Philippians 4, 6, to 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present a request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It goes on. We got Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Jeremiah 17, 7, and 8. Proverbs 6, 6, 3 says, Before you do anything, put your trust totally in God and not in yourself. Then every plan you make will succeed. When you put God first... When you trust Him totally with your life and not on your own abilities, not on your own IQ, not on your own ways that you can manipulate things, when you put your trust totally in God, what happens is, is that you don't worry. When situations rise up, it might catch you off guard. It might catch you, you know, like, wait a second, what's this? And and that fear and that worry and that anxiety might want to just start to kick in, but because you put God first, you're going, wait a second, my container is full of the rock. It is full of God putting God first. So then all these other things, these things that just came up that I could be really worried about and really concerned about, that's all the little things. Really, it is. Um, a quote that I wrote down said this, if you have not chosen the kingdom of God first, it will in the end make no difference what you've chosen instead. That's good. We've got to, in every area, We it, it has to become really a habit. It has to be a muscle that we work, that we go, wait a second, God has to be first. Because if I put him first, then all the things will be taken care of. I won't have to live in worry and fear and anxiety. I won't have to listen to the news and freak out. I won't have to listen to somebody's opinion and then not know what to do and not know what to say. Putting God first in every area of your life fills in everything that you need. And then the wisdom, the knowledge, the favor, the prosperity, the healing, all those things will be added into your life. And that is the most important thing. When we stand before the Lord or at the end of our days, because our days are numbered, it's not going to be, well, hey, I chose to have me time. I chose, you know, to do this, you know, as an old Frank Sinatra would sing. You know, I did it my way. way. That has nothing is going to stand with that. But when you put God first, that is what is going to make all the difference. Another quote I wrote down, honey, is it says, "As God is exalted to to the right place in our lives, a thousand problems are solved all at once." Do you got some problems that need solving? That's good. Let's get down to the. Basics of putting God first. That 15 minutes in the morning of extra sleep, what is that going to do for you? It'll do nothing for your day, but getting up and spending time with God, getting up and just spending time in your word. You don't have to read chapter upon chapter in the morning, get a verse get it deep in your spirit, talk with God, say, God, I want to give you my day. There's so much that can happen today, but I, I need you first in my life because everything else is going to fall into place. Every problem is already going to be answered because I am going to put you first.
1: Yeah, I think that's so true. And and it's not to brag on us because, you know, we've got our, our faults too. But one thing that we've always you know, tried to do is to make sure that we always give God the first part of our morning. And I know that you're very faithful with, as, with this as well. And it's funny, well, you know, I'll be sitting on the couch and you'll come out usually no later than six, six thirty 30 in the morning. And, you know, we're getting a coffee make You say, you want coffee? And I'll tell you yes or no. And then, um, and then you grab your notepad and your, your iPad and your, bible and your whatever book you have there and um you grab your coffee okay well i'm gonna go in the bedroom and i'm gonna be in there for a little while okay great i know she's gonna go in there she's seeking god she's doing that the first thing she's doing
0: and you know what i'm doing i I, i'm just gonna you've
1: done this for years
0: yeah i'm gonna pass this little thing on to somebody that you know you might want to start doing this i you know there's something about your bible there's something about writing in your bible there's uh, taking the revelation that god gives you and you you're writing something down so i started this a while a while ago and i've got Bunch of Bibles right now. I'm I, every morning. If you know, I, I take my I take two Bibles with me because I just got a new a new one not that long ago. So I take it with me, and I read my Word. And when I get a revelation on a scripture verse and or something, I'm like, oh, I got to remember this verse. That I circle it or whatever. I do it in both Bibles because what I'm doing is I want to leave Bibles for my children and my children's children. I want them to be able to have a Bible that I have written um, the words of God, things from my heart, you know, mm-hmm. revelation that God's given me and that I've written down in this Bible so that, you know, if the Lord was to tarry and I go home to be with the Lord and they're still here, I want them to be able to have my Bible. So now that our family keeps growing and grandchildren and all that kind of stuff, I've been using more and more Bibles right, you know, and trying to do stuff. it all at the same time. Yeah, well,
1: one person said if your Bible's not, if your Bible's tore up, your life won't be. right." So, you know, if, if, if it's wore out and you got, you know, highlighters and arrows and stuff written in the index places you know you're doing pretty pretty good and so we've 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 done this for years where we put god first and are there days you don't yeah there are there are days you get busy you don't feel good um there are days that uh, you're a little extra tired you want to get like sleep and now oh i got an appointment and i gotta get going and so but i always try to make it up some time during the day but there's nothing like giving god the first part of your day putting Him first, seeking Him first above all other things. Honey, take a moment, pray with the people before we leave.
0: Father, I just I just pray right now for those that are watching, hey, Lord. No, sorry, first of all, just encourage those that mm. maybe are saying, you know what, I, I, maybe I've gotten off track, and maybe I have been so consumed with other things in my day, and I always use the excuse, I'm just so busy. Right, But Father help them to see their day, help yes. them to just put just such a, just a desire on the inside of them to just want to spend time with you. It is within us to do, yes, but Father, that we'll follow through, that we'll just take those moments, yes, Father Lord. God, and then we'll just close ourselves off to the rest of the life, rest of, you know, the things that are going on just to spend time with you. And Father, as we do, you are going to fill us. You're going to heal us. You you just give us wisdom for every decision that needs to be made throughout the day. You bring peace and joy. You already know what the day is going to bring. And Father, so you know how to fill us up just the right way. So Lord, I thank you, Father. I just thank you that you love spending time with us. This is all about the fact that you love us so much, and you want to spend time with us so bad that you put it in your word to seek you because that is that relational, that that relational part, that intimate part of our relationship with you. So Lord, help the people just to find the time with you, and Lord, as they do, just bless them. Speak to them, give them revelation, Father God, let just their day just take mm-hmm. on a whole new atmosphere, their homes to take on a yes. whole new atmosphere, their job situations, their marriages, their children, everything around them, Father God, that they're going to begin to see the atmosphere change, and it's going to be because we're putting you, your kingdom first, in yes, Jesus' in the name. Father, in
1: the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that you are healing the hurts and the pain that people have gone through, that they say, well, no more. I, I won't have any man do that to me again or any woman do that to me again or any person. And they tend to put themselves first because who who else is going to look after them? Lord God, that you would heal the insecurity that we have, Lord, as human beings. Lord, you, you know our weaknesses. You know our frailty. You know what we go through. And there are times where we're not putting you first and it's not intentional. It's just... We're going back to the base. We're going back to the flesh of how to how to self-preserve. And so forgive us, Lord. Help us, Holy Spirit, as Pastor Robin's praying, Lord, that, that we would be strong in these areas, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let this be an incredible Christmas, Lord God. We still have a little time, Lord, for, until Christmas. Let this be one incredible Christmas as we learn to make sure that we're not going to be number one this year. We're going to make you number one. In Jesus' precious name, we love you. Amen. amen. And amen. Well, we love you very much as well.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things I'm just gonna throw this in really quick. One of the things that is a tradition that we have to do, even though we're doing pastor pounds to pounds, but um, we do a birthday cake every Christmas, a birthday cake for yeah, Jesus. Right. And we've taught our, you know, our kids when they were little, and already my you know, our granddaughter helped me last year make it. She's already talking about making it this year. Right. So, you know, when seeking God first. Help your children, especially in this season, to do the same thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. Keep keep Jesus the focus of this holiday season. And um, bake a cake, birthday cake for Jesus. I
1: heard they got a keto frosting. It's, yeah. it's uh, cream, sardines, and bacon. Praise God. So it should be pretty good. <laughs> I'm acting like I'm on a keto diet I'm really not but I, I, like, I like some of their food it definitely fits the program hey Amen I think it's a great tradition to have something like that well we love you until next time God bless you